0: This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Eat Local Pizza. Pizza. Eat local. That's at 767-0000. Call now. Place your order for your favorite pizza. Valentine's Heart-Shaped Pizza is happening this year. Yes. Remember, you can get this heart-shaped pizza for your Valentine. Not only on Valentine's Day, but also on the 12th, 13th, and 14th. Give us a call to pre-order and pick your time. That's at 767-0000. Eat Local Pizza. Ooh, they are also on Skip the Dishes. Or you can order it online at www.eatlocalpizzapos.com. There's no pizza like that. It's eat Eat Local. Mm. Yes, I'm just going to let this sink in for a second. That's how good it is. Yes, pizza. Eat local pizza. Now, battle report on the mac and cheese pizza battle day. That happened on January the 27th. There was a big battle in the basement. And who came up with the best mac and cheese pizza idea? We have three amazing contesters. Chelsea... She ran with a local chorizo topping over beautiful cream sauce with Velveeta, provolone, and cheddar. Ooh, ooh, that's interesting. Pizza number two, Jim. Jim, right? Jim, he thinks he's funny. With three packs of Kraft dinner powder and some some whipping cream, half a pack of sliced bulk wieners, and a drizzle of two ketchup packages. He made that kind of pizza. I don't know, I don't know. Pizza number three. Saul brings his game with fried buttered bread crumb and bacon over a thick base on cheese sauce made from cream cheddar and gouda. Mm. Now you tell me, you tell me which of those three options you would order at Eat Local Pizza. That's at 767 who doesn't wanna have a mac and cheese pizza? Mmm. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Brand Hackberg, your RBC Royal Bank of Canada mortgage specialist. Oh yes, Financial Services. Brand Hackberg knows mortgages. Follow him on Facebook, find him on there there, on his page. Give it a like, follow it. I cannot emphasize on this enough. You have to, right now, do this. Follow Brent and Give him a call right now. He's always open. That's Brent for you. He does that. He is fully committed to your success, meaning your dream home. He hustles hard, and he knows what he's doing. Over 10 years of experience. Today on his Facebook post, he posted... The monthly stats highlight from the Canadian Real Estate Association. And right there, I clicked on it, I followed it. Monthly stats highlights on the first page. Just let's dive into the first page. December 2020, home sales record. Record set, jumped, what? 7.2% between November and December to set another new all-time record. Ladies and gentlemen, Brand Hackberg is your RBC Royal Bank of Canada mortgage specialist. He does it all. He is there for you. Give his page a like. Call him at 251-7251. If you're in the market right now looking for a house, the market is hot. The interest rates are low. You want to refinance your house? He does that too. You want to move your mortgage over to the RBC? Brand is your man. He does that as well. What does he not do? I cannot tell you. He does it all. Brand Hackberg, your RBC Royal Bank of Canada mortgage specialist at 251-7251. Give him a call. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Daytona's, Daytona's Kitchen and Creative Catering. Oh yeah, six two 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 one six nine. Place your pre-order for Super Bowl Sunday pickup. That's like very soon, ladies and gentlemen. Super Bowl is happening very, very soon. Call now, six two 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 one six nine. Order your one pound of wings, beer cheese dip with tortilla chips, bruschetta, goat cheese flatbread. Oh yes, yes. Parmesan and garlic potato wedges. 40 bucks per order. And it will feed about two to three people. 622-2169. That's Daytona's Kitchen and Creative Catering. Oh, yes. Also, very soon. Like, very soon. Right now. You should order your Valentine's Day special at Daytona's. Yes. They are going to offer you the same experience as usual, as always, the best possible food for you and your valentines. Starter, choice of one. Seafood Newburg, confit, pork belly, kale, Caesar. That sounds all oh, so good. I don't know what to pick as an entry. Choice of one. Roasted chicken supreme. Oh, Salmon Wellington. And then or braced short rib. Well, what are you going to pick? As a dessert, you are going to get chocolate-covered strawberries. Mm. And dulce de leche cheesecake. Dulce de leche cheesecake. Yes. Oh, my Spanish. It's getting better every week. Thank you. Valentine's Day, 50 bucks per person. You have the choice of what you want. It's right there. Call now. There's limited spots at Daytona's Kitchen and Creative Catering at 622 2169. Place your order now. This is The Michael Aided Show, episode 64 tonight. Yes, we are back. And we have the one and only, the most amazing Marielle Orr here with us at The Michael Aided Show tonight. Please give it up. And the song is playing. Are you a dancer? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Love it. And we are live.
1: How are you today? How are you tonight? I'm good. I'm good. You know, just making it through Monday. So we're Mm. we're not too bad.
0: (laughs) Yes. Mondays. Mondays are good.
1: Mondays are good. I usually kind of take a slower day on Mondays just to kind of get my week started, everything planned and all that kind of stuff. So Mm. it's nice.
0: Wow, but does that mean you sleep until ten o'clock, slowly More, get up? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Cheese croissant. My like
1: coffee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, coffee's good, right? Yes,
1: absolutely. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, coffee is needed. <laughs>
0: I say coffee is life.
1: I would say that too. I absolutely love coffee. We just got my parents an espresso for Christmas and um, mm. I use a lot, so
0: Oh, espresso. All black or you mix something in there? Uh, just a little bit of cream. A little bit of cream? Half and half? Yeah. Yeah. Good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. We, we got really crazy over Christmas. We got a lot of um, whipping cream, 35%. Yeah. Yes. the 35%. Ba- nice. The baby loves it and the six-year-old loves it too. So
1: I can imagine. <laughs> it's
0: a highlight. It's, a, it's one of the highlights during the day and then in the coffee. It's not, it's not bad either.
1: Makes it nice and creamy for sure. <laughs>
0: mm. Yeah. What about ice cream and coffee?
1: Oh, affogato. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Very good.
0: What does that mean? You have to elaborate this a little bit to me.
1: So, it's a very, uh, so I used to work in an Italian restaurant, and it's a very Italian kind of thing. It's basically an espresso shop poured over uh, gelato, Ooh. but it's super good, mm. super, super good.
0: Super good. Yeah, but you can co- do coffee too, right?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah, we have prime gelato in town.
1: Yes. Mm. Yes.
0: A very good friend of mine works there actually.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Ice cream all day. That would be awesome, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
0: I agree. But you know, do you have the same kind of craving for ice cream even in the winter or is it more like a summer thing? Does it definitely
1: die- a summer thing and like my stomach doesn't really love ice cream all that much um it's really like a once in a while kind of thing for me because it's like I suffer for the next couple of days if I eat it a mm. lot so, yeah
0: yeah yeah so you you enjoy the pleasure but you know what's gonna what's it's gonna take yes.
1: sometimes it's definitely worth it though
0: yes I hear you S- some things are worth suffering for.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
0: I see in you in the background there. There's uh, a little bit of a black canvas. Oh eye. yes,
1: this is this is the painting of my face. <laughs> wow!
0: Wow! <laughs> Amazing. Yes. What's the so am- That was What's- a
1: third year. I did a series of portraits.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. So that's part of the series.
0: Wow. Yeah. How does it? feel painting yourself on a canvas?
1: It was a lot. It was a very so I did it like I had to break it down into different kind of um parts. So I had to like look at my face and take a lot of pictures of them. Um and do it like kind of step by step. So I did like smaller canvases and then I did like a little bit bigger and then I did the big ones. So I was working on them for like four or five months. So I really got to know wow. like every single part of my face, like really, really well. Mm.
0: Yeah. Would you say there was things that you did not know about your face before or yeah, af- after you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. The... And it's really cool to kind of like break it down into like shapes and forms and then have it turn out and look like you, which mm. is a really crazy thing but that's, like, a lot of portrait drawing and figure drawing and all that kind of stuff.
0: Mm, That's intense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because especially the face has a lot of meaning. Yes. There's so much expression in the face.
1: Yeah, Uh, and, like,
0: everybody's face
1: is so different, right? So, like, being able to break it down into those specific shapes and shades and colors and all that kind of stuff and be able to kind of have it resemble a certain person is like, it's a pretty hard process.
0: I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's also art is also very, I might, that's my personal opinion. You can correct me, but I think also art is very hard to be successful and being recognized. Absolutely it's absolutely why do you why do you on from your perspective why is that from your perspective do you think
1: i think um as i think there's that um kind of um stereotype placed on artists of like the starving artists and stuff like that and you're not going to make a lot of money being an artist Mm. and i think that's because art has kind of been um taken out of like curriculums and made to be things that aren't nece- or something that isn't necessarily um super important to learn as a kid mm. um so you're given these ideals starting off when you're like it's it's just ingrained into you uh, like at a, at a young age and um i think that's one of the main reasons why like schools don't fund art programs as much as they used to. They try to cut art programs. And it's one of those things that I know a lot of teachers will um, take out of their lesson plans or if they don't have enough time to do it. Mm. Um, So I think that might be one of the major contributing factors as to why it is a very hard thing to kind of break through in. Mm. And I think there's also like a level of confidence um, in a lot of artists and a lot of, creative people, it's like taking that step to actually become a creative. And there is that stigma being like the starving artist. You're never going to make money. So why even try?
0: Mm. Yeah. It's a self-inflicted KO. A
1: little bit. Yeah. Could be, so- <laughs> could be
0: sometimes, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like, because you, we are all humans and there's so many of us.
1: Yep, absolutely. Mm.
0: I find artists nowadays, I would almost say artists nowadays is more appreciated than it it ever has been.
1: Yes, I agree. And especially with the pandemic and all that kind of stuff. I think a lot of people, you know, they're bored at home. I know for myself, at least, like I've always been a creative kid and a creative person. Um, But being stuck at home, I was like, well, I have nothing else to do but paint. So I think a lot of people turn to either like crafts or painting or drawing or any form of way to, you know, occupy themselves. And I think a lot of people are starting to use that and to appreciate what creatives are doing because they're starting to do it themselves.
0: Yes. There's a different feeling when you consume or when you create. Yes. Yeah. Consuming is good too, but I find sometimes after a while, maybe one or two or three hours, I find like, okay. Oof! I have enough. It's almost like it creates a fog over your mind. Like I took last night off. I um, this like was the first day in January.
2: <laughs> oh, geez.
0: So I, I, said to myself, you know, tonight there's no hustle. Uh, it's a, I feel a little bit different. And we, I took Lisa, my wife. We went downstairs in the basement. There's a couch and TV, and then we watched yeah. this new Netflix series called Superstore. Okay. Super brainless. Um sometimes funny not all the time but it's 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 okay. Yeah. And I needed that.
1: You always need a break. Yes. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But then it was good that I did it but today I was like okay now back because I feel like I can't do that anymore every day. Because right. it, and I think that's something you can really strongly relate to as well, right?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I have a really hard time um allowing myself time off. Like it has taken me uh, years to be like, "Hey, you deserve a day off or like you deserve two days off." But then I'm like sitting at home, I'm like I could be doing something, I should be doing something. Um but it's almost like you need that rest in order to like recuperate and recharge and I know for myself if I don't let myself do that, I like my motivation goes away my creativity is just absolutely gone Mm. and so I'm definitely learning and allowing and my boyfriend is definitely very responsible for helping me learn how to relax a little bit
0: that's good yes yeah teams are stronger
1: yes absolutely yeah
0: I agree with that so now you said motivation and also creativity at uh, different levels. Yep. I want to dive into that a little bit first. And then I want to bring it back. How everything started with you.
2: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so fascinating. <laughs> when you, when you said that, do you like, do you have a level of creativity that you can measure? Is that something you feel or? Um-
1: Yeah, I guess I like for the most part, um, like so say like my average day coming to my studio working, um, if I can like sit down and so when I paint, I like I sit down with my painting and I'll just kind of like look at it be like okay this needs to happen this needs to happen this needs to happen for it to be properly balanced and for it to be kind of like a completed product mm. um when i'm feeling like unmotivated and very uncreative i'll just like sit there and start the painting and i'll be like i i think that might work and then i'll go like mess around with it and come back and sit down and then it's like no mm. or i'll just be really frustrated and i just like nothing will look good and i'm just like okay You need to take a break. You need to take a step back.
0: Okay. So that's a flow. Yes. Yeah. It comes out of you. You like things are happening. You see it even though it's not there. Yes. And then there's days where it's a little bit more of a push. Yes, absolutely.
1: And that was happening a lot over like the Christmas break. I didn't give myself a lot of time to rest because I had like commissions. I had sales going on. I was also doing a lot of stuff for my other business. Mm. And and I just found that I was constantly just like, I couldn't do anything because I was doing too much.
0: Yes. How do you, when you get there, when you know, oops, okay, I'm doing a lot right now. And and maybe you're not 100% into that zone at the moment. How do you, once you realize that, how do you get back there?
1: Uh, Honestly, just time off. Like I'll take a day or two and just like sleep a lot. Uh, Take basically a mental health day mm -hmm. and just really recuperate. Pretend that I'm like sick and just stay at home, watch some TV, hang out and just really recharge.
0: What do you think that is? Is that like the human body and the brain, how it works? It's just, it can only create that much?
1: I think so. Yeah. Cause I mean, your brain can, like my brain can only do so much creative things. Cause it's just like, you know, when you, you, you study really hard for a test and then you take the test and the next day you're just like exhausted because you've been studying for like three weeks straight yeah it's kind of like that your brain's just so exhausted it's just different a different kind of exhausted Mm. um because it's that creative process instead of just like taking in all this information
0: yeah it's like your muscles when you bike and they're sore but it's your brain that's sore
1: exactly and we have to really start realizing that our brain is has the ability to get tired and to get sick. And we have to treat that like an illness or a sickness in order to get better.
0: Mm. Rest days recommended.
1: Absolutely. Always.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah. So you do. you. So do you have a dedicated day at the moment where you I, say
1: every Sunday, I will take the day off and just like kind of stay off my phone um, as much as I can yeah. really just like hang out. My family does Sunday dinners every Sunday. So uh, just like, you know, with my family and just really chill mm.
0: out through the day. That's good.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, well, let's go back in time.
1: All right. <laughs> you,
0: you, are you born and raised in Thunder Bay?
1: I am. Yes.
0: Beautiful.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: So now you, you mentioned already, you, you know, mm-hmm. you told me, you gave me a heads up. I appreciate it. You said that you, art was already a little bit bigger when you were growing up. I think you did mm-hmm. say that uh so were you like how did that go how old were you when you realized oh art painting and also Uh, sorry sorry also like your parents were they really supportive
1: yeah so i i i can never sit still like i've always been the kid where my mom will just like you know give me a coloring book or i got paint sets when i was really young Mm. um and I think it did start at like quite a young age. Like I think I've been just like messing around with art for quite a while and it was just like my way of like having quiet time and like keeping myself occupied. Like I uh, okay. played, Yeah, I played competitive hockey um for Ooh. about 12 years. Ooh. And yeah.
0: <laughs> nice. What position? Yeah.
1: Oh yes, it was it was great. But on bus trips, I was the kid in the corner, just like drawing in my sketchbook to like pass the time through the twelve-hour bus trip. Um, but yeah, I think I think when I really started to realize um, that art and like being creative was something for me um, was when my cousin and I—I I remember this always. We were she's the same age as I am. Her name is Tessie. and we started a bracelet making business Mm. at the age of 11 and um since then I think it was just always one of those things where it was like I tried everything so I used jewelry making scrapbooking painting drawing and all that kind of stuff and my mom put me in art camps when I was young and it was just like something that I always really liked to do beautiful yeah and then um when I was in high school like I said I was um I was a competitive hockey player, and that's kind of what my identity was. Like, I was just always on the ice, always on tournaments and stuff like that. Um, but I was taking art classes throughout school because I really liked it. Mm. Um, but when it came time to decide what I wanted to do with my life, you know, university and college and all that kind of stuff, I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I was ah. like... I was like, uh, I don't know. I like thought about teaching.
0: Mm.
1: Um, I thought about taking the business route because that's what my dad did. That's what my sister did. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know. Did you and think about
0: I, becoming a hockey player? I'm sorry to interrupt you.
1: I did think about that for a little bit, but I think I reached the end of my hockey career uh, when I was 18. And I was just like, you know what? Like, mm. I've done this my whole life. I'm ready for our next chapter. Yes, um, I still do love the sport, and it has taught me how to stay active
0: mm-hmm.
1: through like my um, later years. Yeah, but it was definitely one of those things where I was like, you know what, I'm done with it. Like I loved it, but it's just like I think I need to move on.
0: Yeah, this is not all of life.
1: Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So yeah, when I was choosing courses for university, a really good friend of mine, um, she was looking into the visual arts course at Lakehead University. And I was like, that sounds cool. Mm. So I applied, I got in, and then I also applied to the teaching program and you can do that concurrently with the visual arts program. Mm. So I was in teaching and visual arts and I absolutely fell in love with it. Like just, it was everything that I like dreamed that it would be. And um, in my third and fourth years when I really started to thrive, and in your fourth year, you have to do a thesis. Mm-hmm. Um, so my thesis was based on deterioration and decay. Mm. Um, so lo- lots of textures, lots of found items, lots of driftwood, metal, all that kind of stuff. Question. And,
0: question. Yeah. Why did you pick that?
1: Um, I don't know. I've always been kind of drawn to like darker surfaces and like it's always been a huge interest of mine um the effects that we as humans have on the environment as well as the kind of effects that like um the environment has on man-made objects Mm -hmm. and like how they get broken down and i just like i really like the way that like an old rusted piece of metal looks i think it's just so cool
0: (laughs) okay i respect that very much is that yeah. is it also like a spiritual thing where you know you think about life and death? Is that something too, or is that t- taking it too far?
1: No, that's like that's fairly accurate. I think that's because I'm I'm very much into like that push and pull and that contrast yeah. of like life and death and like the life cycle of, of like not just human beings but like everything. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's, I never really actually thought about it that way, but that's a really good way to put it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like the space in between, right? Yeah. I feel like, I feel like the, whatever there is, I don't know, but like for my things, thoughts, sometimes you, maybe you think there's something after, maybe not, but. There must be something in between too, like something is happening. At least in the mind, right? You, you would, absolutely. You want to think that,
1: <laughs> yeah, of course.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: because your your portrait in the background for anybody who can't see it at the moment too, it's a very absolutely stunning piece of art. I love it. But I, you. you're welcome. I absolutely <laughs> wow. But it's also it's like it is black, and then it's abstract and then there's some colors but it's almost like a negative in a way in a way so that's very strongly feels in my body about what you just said about your thesis
1: my thesis yes yes (laughs) Yes. (laughs) yeah yeah so that um that series was also based on like mental health and trauma and all that kind of stuff
2: Ah.
1: um so that's kind of where like all that darkness comes in, Mm -hmm. um, because that's also something that I have dealt with for about the last decade of my life. And, um, I think it's just like, like I was saying before, it's a really important thing to treat your mind well Mm -hmm. in order to be successful. So, yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And it's, did it help you to create a piece like that?
1: Yeah, because it like allowed me to kind of like dig a little bit deeper into emotions and um, how those emotions can be portrayed and how people kind of take away from those emotions. So I used um, super high contrast photos um, when I was creating that series, which also they also just really they turned out really cool just on their own. Yeah. Um, But yeah, being able to create a piece um, to convey emotion like that is like, kind of healing in a way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how did you feel about people seeing the piece of art that you created?
1: Um, it was definitely a very, um, vulnerable moment. Um, just because when you have to start explaining those kinds of things to people, not everybody is comfortable with those conversations.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but again, like I am super open or getting a lot more open talking about my own mental health mm. and, um, stuff like that because I think it's important and I think it's important for yes. people to be able to hear other people talking about it. So they know that there's like an open space and it isn't something they should keep inside.
0: Yes. Yes. And yes. Yes. Because also I, th- I think you said it too in the way it's like sometimes people think they are by themselves, yes. you know, I, I feel like I have this stuck in me and I'm the only one. And that's a, that's a valued feeling, and you know people have that, and that's okay. But it's also I love that you do this, and you know you 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 you're making yourself vulnerable by showing it and opening up and letting other people realize, hey, I you know I'm working through something too. Yeah, mm, that's great. Yeah. I love that. I've <laughs> awesome. Okay, yeah. back back to your uh, thesis.
1: Oh my thesis, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> that's right, gonna be that my happened. favorite word this episode. <laughs> no worries, I like to go off on tangents too. It's it's no problem. It's perfect. Um, it's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So that was my thesis was kind of like my pivoting moment for me mm. um, as an artist. It like kind of fostered this whole style that I work with now, um, with all the textures and these like super um, bright colors, uh, mixed with these really dark colors. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've just been playing around with, uh, different textures and all that kind of stuff for the last probably two or three years since I graduated mm-hmm. and just like finding things that, um, work for me and different color schemes. And I actually just started a whole new series, um, that talks again about mental health. So all of that from my thesis kind of pushed me out into the real world, trying to be an artist, and um, just kind of brought on this whole style for me.
0: It's beautiful. Yeah. So, so did you, when you, you did it, did, did you have to write something? Did you have a painting that you created for that ultimate yeah. end of um, study, official, you approved?
1: Yes. So basically what happened um, is at the beginning, you present the um, the idea to the faculty as well as your uh, peers. Mm-hmm. So um, I am or I was uh, specialized in painting and sculpture. Ah. So I did a lot of three-dimensional works while I was in school because I had the space to do it. I actually mm. really prefer to do cultural work.
0: Sculpture, eh?
1: Yeah. So like anything from... You, like, welding mm-hmm. to woodworking oh, wow. to like working with different kinds of papers or like felt products like you you can use it for building something that is sculpture mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> okay yeah that's good you know yeah. in, in my mind traditionally it's always so framed into um, stone yes. people or you know statues yes. but that's Even not
1: like and all that kind of stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: But that's yes. not that's not all. There's so much
1: more. No. Mm. And that's why I love sculpture so much is because it was literally anything and everything you can get your hands on, you can use to build something. And I'm super about, like, recycled materials. And I talk about that all the time in my work is I will reuse old canvases. I'll use driftwood. I'll use, like, garbage bags or something to... You know just use it instead of it going to a landfill or creating mm-hmm. more um pollution because you know i'm like to think that i'm fairly environmentally friendly and i just like to use those things in my work to kind of help save the planet i guess a little bit
0: yeah every <laughs> s- every <laughs> single thing makes a difference it yeah. doesn't matter yeah. if it's just this small this thing it's you know it's me it's you everything we do. Even if it's just drinking water out of a pickle jar, like I do all the time, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's good, right? It exactly. didn't go to the landfill or recycling, or whatever.
1: Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Drift. Yeah. So for my thesis, I had to um, work with the two different elements of sculpture and painting.
0: Sculpture and painting.
1: So I tried to figure out a way to combine the two. Sculpture
0: and painting. So you did. Um, let, let me guess. Let me guess. I don't know yeah so you did a, a painting on a sculpture
1: no i did a sculpture <laughs> on a painting
0: <laughs> nah i could have That was 50 50 right it was 50 50.
1: yeah exactly um so i made so basically throughout the year i had to make i think it was up to like nine pieces for wow. the two classes so it was a lot but wow. it was nice because i had a lot of freedom to do basically whatever i wanted um But my the main piece that I made is actually hanging in my gallery right now. It's this big ginormous um Mm. four foot by five foot canvas with like just tons of driftwood kind of like um all stacked up on the bottom. Mm. Um and it's called drifting and it basically represents this like push and pull of the deterioration and um the effects that we as humans have on the environment.
0: (sighs) You know (laughs) I can Like, I always think about this. Everything we have gets dirty or breaks down.
1: Yeah. Everything. Absolutely.
0: You know, the day you get it, whatever it is, and you don't even do anything. Even if it's just brand new and you put it somewhere, it still slowly gets old. Yep. It's crazy. (laughs) I know. That's time, right? Yep.
1: Yep. (laughs) It <laughs> has an effect on everything.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I love that idea. It's so... It's deep, you know? Yeah. It's a, it has a lot of perspective.
1: Yeah. Me at 20 years old, apparently I knew some things. <laughs> yeah. How
0: did that come to you?
1: Um, I So I was working on a, a series in my third year and we were doing... Um, it's called... What is it called? It's called Spatial Painting. So... I basically what it is, it's, it's, what that painting is. It's, it's like a sculptural painting. So mm-hmm. you have stuff like coming out of the canvas. Um, you can even like uh, dig into the canvas and have like things coming behind it kind of thing, but it's more of like a sculptural kind of painting. Mm-hmm. So we had to come up with this series and I was like looking all over my house for things that I could use. I used like old cardboard that I had like kind of like jutting out in like different geometrical forms And then one day I was in my garage and I noticed this like old floorboard was kind of coming like a little bit loose. Mm. And so like I pulled it up and it was like this really cool old looking piece of, um, wood. I was like, this would be really cool on like a canvas or something like that for my spatial paintings. So I brought it into school. I let it dry out and then I attached it to one of my canvases and I used, um, molding paste, which is just, like, an artist's, um, Mm -hmm. like, paste that you can, like, form kind of however you want, and then it dries. Yes. Um, So, I used that, and I kind of created this, like, piece of wood, looked like it was attached to the actual canvas coming out, and then I, like, did the rest of it as, like, an old cityscape on top of um, this piece of wood, and that's kind of where this whole idea was born from. Mm was that one project that I was forced to do. So
0: (laughs) you were forced to do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting how random, random stuff encounters creates this. And then you made this masterpiece later based on that idea. Ultimately.
1: Yeah, pretty much crazy. I know crap can be turned into like beautiful stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Did, uh, how do you get that driftwood on the canvas, if you don't um, mind asking?
1: So, it's a lot of just kind of like maneuvering. Um, so, the canvas frame itself is wood.
0: Yeah.
2: How thick. So, that I just get the canvas. Thick, right?
1: Yeah. So, on the bigger canvases that I have, it's like, I'm pretty sure two by ones. Mm-hmm. And they're just like like built around it. And then um, like a cross in the middle to like support everything. Yeah. Um, but I basically what I do is I like lay all the pieces of driftwood like around the frame and then I'll drill the pieces that are sticking around the frame like to it. Mm. And then anything that will be like kind of like floating, I just attach to the pieces that have been attached to the frame.
0: Ah.
1: And then it stays somehow.
0: I haven't seen the piece that we are talking about, but I I Mm -hmm. can picture it a little bit, but also in my mind, I'm thinking like, You know, driftwood and then boats and then ancient, like, Viking boats and stuff like that, you know? And then just, like, time again.
1: It's funny that you say that because that piece actually got me a commission from somebody. Um, They wanted, um, I think, the one, the blue nose that's on the dime.
2: Mm.
1: That boat, they wanted that in that style with the driftwood. And then the boat in the background, and like, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: pictured correctly.
0: <laughs> yeah, a boat also is like, again, it's a bridge too, right? You could you mm-hmm. could think a boat is like you go on the boat and you you go from one place to another.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, do you think that symbolized driftwood too?
1: Kind of, yeah. It has that like um, that idea of like. You know, things don't always last either, with like shipwrecks and all that kind of stuff, and like you know, the time between that. So, mm. mm-hmm.
0: okay. You so you presented the piece. Do, do you have to elaborate on it then?
1: Um. Yeah. So you just kind of at the end after everything's done, um, we get a show at the art gallery, which is really awesome.
2: Ooh.
1: That piece was put into the show along with a couple of others that I worked on throughout the year. And, um, afterwards you just have like another presentation to kind of wrap everything up, like talk about your process, how everything kind of worked, how everything went, what went well, what didn't go well, all that kind of stuff. So
0: Mm. yeah. How was the feedback?
1: It was good. I got, I was, I was very happy with Mm. the feedback because art school can be a very like demeaning experience sometimes. Mm. Um, your art gets ripped apart, like You know, just as you kind of go along, teachers will either tell you it's really good or you could use a lot more work or it's really bad. And the amount of times that I cried during art school is like too many.
0: (laughs) I believe that. I I wonder if you allow me to to ask this. uh, Do you think art is also uh, a personal choice of?
1: Oh, my God. Absolutely. Like
0: if the teacher doesn't like or the professor doesn't like something certainly then the individual has to learn to detach themselves from their personal taste hypothetically. Right.
1: Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. And I think that was like one of the biggest things as you go through art school, it's like, well, what do you mean you don't like it? Like I made this with my heart and soul and now you're just going to rip it apart. What do you mean? Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's heart. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yes. Because it's then, it's not also just, allow me, it's not just a painting. Just like you said, it's a piece of you that you created with colors and composition and feelings.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) How hard is it for you to say, oh, yeah, you want to buy my art? Well, you want to buy this one. Okay. Is that easy for you or is it hard for you?
1: Um, it really depends on the piece. Like, there's, like, that piece that's out there right now. Um, I, I was saying I did a tour, I think, last Sunday, Yeah. just at my gallery. And um, I was saying that if if someone is ever interested in that piece, and I've had a few people interested in it, it's just huge. Like, it needs to go to a ginormous house, and mm. you have to have the right space for it. Um, but I, I was saying that I think I would need to interview the people mm. and, like, make sure it's going to a good home because – you know, it's like, that is literally my heart and soul. And I don't like think that I could part with it just yet. Or if I did part with it, it would have to be somebody who is like either close to me or like, I know it's going to be taken care of.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I've wondered about that. You know, I've, I've dabbled in uh, painting acrylic Mm -hmm. stuff, abstract. And then sometimes, you know, you, um, you sell one here or whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes you know you you really like that one that you did, and you really don't want to sell it. Yeah, <laughs> so you just put some kind of weird price tag on it, and then then because then in you, you in my mind, just a lot mm-hmm. I am, then it's just like okay, nah, nobody's gonna buy this. So I'm good.
1: Yeah, you're like I'll just keep this for myself. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. there's
1: definitely been a couple pieces where I'm like you know what like if this doesn't sell I'm okay with it um but I'll generally like I'll price those ones a little bit higher yeah um but if they do sell it's like a kind of like inner struggle because it's like well like I kind of need to make money yes and like also but I also love this piece and like generally the people that I sell to are like all really great people so Mm. I'm not To worry that it's gonna go somewhere and just get absolutely ruined yeah um but yeah it's definitely it's a hard struggle having to make that decision Mm. and like give a a part of yourself away
0: yes yes Mm -hmm. do you have a Mm -hmm. book or a a device where you track all your paintings that you have ever done professionally
1: um i have some random photos on my phone that kind of go into a word document Uh,
0: yes yes yes
1: that needs to be organized way better. But yes, I have Mm. documented photos of every single piece that I have.
0: Yes. How, when you, I like that. I like that Mm -hmm. because you know, you, I forget things, things in your mind just disappear.
2: Yeah.
0: Do you, do you sometimes look at it and you know, you've, you've done this for a little while now, right? Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. And then
0: you look back a little bit and you're like, Ooh, do you how do you feel when you see where you are now when like a couple years back
1: it's um definitely it's a cool experience to kind of see how far you've come um but it's also like to like I've done so many paintings and some of them have sold some of them I've given as presents or you know other people have bought for other people kind of thing yes and it's really cool to go back through and be like, oh right, that painting. I really like that painting, or I really enjoyed doing that painting. Um, or there's some that I look back at and I'm like, I don't know why anybody bought that. That was just so ugly. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's somebody's always gonna like it, mm. is what I have learned. Um, but yeah, I uh it's it's a really cool experience to see kind of how my style has changed, but also how it's remained somewhat the same, mm-hmm. but got better over the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been a cool growing experience. Good. Yeah. <laughs> how, uh,
0: allow me to ask this. How do you define for yourself? It got better.
1: Um, just so like finishing a painting, um, Sitting with it, and like a lot of the time, I'll sit with it and I'm like, This is not done. This is not done. Something needs to happen with it. Um, and I'll go in and I'll add like smaller details, like either like pen details or paint markers, um, or like I'll take the paintbrush and I'll just like add a few things here and there. Um, but for me, when a painting is done, um, it, everything like balances really nicely. Um, you can kind of look at it and um, it just, it, your eye goes around the canvas really nicely. Mm. Um, so I think in comparison to now um, from before is I'm able to push it a little bit further mm. and take a little bit more of like a risk when it comes to finishing the painting. If something's not working, I can look at it and be like, okay, I'm going to put this here and this here. Whereas before I would have been like, you know what, it's done, I'm not touching it. And then I look uh. back and I'm like, I could have added like a few more things. Mm -hmm. Um, But like there's times where I like finish paintings, I'll like have them done. I'll hang them up on the wall. They won't like if they don't sell and then I'll just stare at them and I'm like, I don't like it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I'll take it off the wall and I'll just repaint it.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's a process too. Yeah. And that's also how the mind works.
1: Oh, yes, for uh, sure. Yeah.
0: I have one painting. I think I painted three times over it.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've done it so many times. It's,
0: it's like, a. I think it's like a, a 36 by 48. Okay. Uh, it's just Big one. Yeah. It just barely fits in the vehicle still. Right. Yep. It's, so it's just like, you know, that one, that's okay. If I paint over it one more time, that's okay.
1: Absolutely yeah
0: <laughs> did you did you ever try to build your own canvases? like obviously you must because those big ones you can't get them really
1: yeah, so recently, so I built that big one that's out there. um I built a few last year, I think it was, and then just recently it was really everybody in the city was painting, apparently
2: the uh-huh.
1: um, so Michael's was sold out of like all canvases. Wow, yeah. Sold and, out. Like, sold out and I'm like start trying to start this new series and I'm like I can't I need canvases I need frames so my lovely father just built me like nine new frames which is really really awesome um, and I just stretch them all myself and then prime everything and it's great it's way cheaper also um, yes
0: yeah. yes yeah I've done it once like I okay. uh, I built a 20 20- was it a twelve by no twenty four something twenty four by thirty six okay. maybe,
1: yeah.
0: But I used like the pre cut at Michaels.
1: Okay. And, yep.
0: and then um, when the little ones was fine, but as soon as I went bigger, then I always like big canvases.
1: Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I like yep. a
0: lot of color. Just smash, <laughs> just smash it on there.
1: Everything you can get. <laughs> yes.
0: And you would, I would like do my best, and obviously I'm not a professional, mm-hmm. but like then the canvas was would, would just warp itself yeah yeah so
1: and that's what i find is a problem too with a lot of the ones that i buy from michael's um especially like the like i use the level threes mostly now yes um but i was using a lot of like the level ones and level twos when Mm -hmm. i couldn't afford to buy the level threes yes and even the level threes i'm getting some of them are warped and i'm like i just spent a hundred dollars on this canvas and you're telling me it's warped like so
0: (laughs) it's a big investment
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. No, you want to have it perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I like the ones that are the really thick ones that are just like this. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well. I know.
1: They just like, they're just so much more. There's so much more to the painting when they're just nice and big. So. Mm.
0: And yeah. I see you paint also around the frame on the sides.
1: Yes. That I, was something that was ingrained into me in art school. Ah,
0: okay. <laughs> so previously you have not done that?
1: Um. Well, I learned in my second, actually, I think my first year, that was like one of the things that we learned to do. Mm. Um, I didn't actually really start painting on like the thicker canvases until probably university anyways. Okay. I would just, use the, you know, those flat ones that you can get from the dollar store. Yeah. That's what I would use in school. So there was really no edges to paint.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so yeah, once I got to university, my instructor immediately was like, paint your edges every single time. You're like, okay.
0: Mm. <laughs> so Yeah would you nowadays also already go as far as paint the painting continuously over or just close it off?
1: So I just paint it black usually, but for this new series that I'm working on, I was thinking about continuing it on to yeah. the edges just to give it like a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I do really love when people do that. I'm just honestly lazy sometimes. <laughs> so yeah. I think it's just going to be that next step in doing that and mm-hmm. trying it. So.
0: Yeah, because then from every single perspective, there's something you would not see if you face it a certain way. Exactly. Oof, there's so many messages you can put on.
1: <laughs> really and truly, you could. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes. Wow. What, what do you think about framing? Like the um, some paintings, they get uh, certain, I don't know, maybe I'm using the wrong word, but they get uh, whatever kind of frame around it.
1: Yeah, I, so I do, I was looking into that a little bit as well. And I do like the framing on a lot of canvases. I think it makes the painting look really nice and done. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, it's just like, uh, that's like a cost thing and just something that I've been not hesitant to do, but like, just, it's kind of like on the back burner right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it can finish a painting so, so nicely. And it just gives it that like level of professionality. That's just like, Mm Yeah,
0: yeah. I can see that it excels also with your art. You know, even mm-hmm. like if you would, I'm really attractive to like antique, golden, mm-hmm. uh, like fancy patterns, whatever. It's like, yes, that's golden. Yeah, totally. Please put it on there right now. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> but
0: I can see, I can see that I think it would really, you know, not all of them maybe try one or two i think it would really look good on that
1: absolutely yes that is a goal for 2021 for mm. sure yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. even yeah. if
0: you just do one right
1: yeah exactly mm. the, the only thing is with the driftwood ones like i can't really because it usually comes off the canvas yeah. but like anything else i can for mm. sure
0: yeah what do you what is your favorite medium then like um
1: so i use acrylic paint yeah um, so that's definitely my favorite type of paint to use. I really do like oils also mm. just cause they blend so beautifully. Um, but the dry time on them, uh, just like for the amount that I paint and the, like the, um, pace that I paint at mm-hmm. is very fast. So like I'll do a painting, I'll work on um, a couple paintings simultaneously, uh. um, just so I can kind of like really get things done
2: mm-hmm.
1: um so i'll paint like a layer and then i'll like put it to the side and let it dry and then i'll bring out another painting and say do the same thing paint a layer put it uh, just to a side put the molding paste on like wait and just like switch back and forth
0: yeah
1: um so acrylic just works way better for me
0: is that easy uh, like switching around
1: um if i'm using the same color scheme yes if not, things can get a little bit messy
0: <laughs> Yes.
1: and <laughs> just like confusing in my brain. Um, so right now I'm working on three different paintings. One of them is a commission and then the other two are just ones that I was like messing around with, mm. um, but they're all like similar color palette. So it makes it a lot easier because like I already have the paint out on my palette when I'm switching back and forth and I can just like mess around with it, which is really nice.
0: Yes. That's a good point. I 100% yeah. understand. Yeah. No, I I have to admit I'm a I I don't try to be a perfectionist, but I like when things fall in place. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Th- and sometimes I need to do things in certain orders. Mm-hmm. You know, and I need to finish something before I can start something else. That's fair. Yeah. How, how's that with you?
1: Um. So it's not great. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very um. I have a lot of things going on in my brain at once. Yeah. So I have, a, it's been like, it's been a bit of a challenge for me. Um, Just trying to like hone in on one thing. Um. So right now I actually have, I went around and counted in my studio and I have eight paintings on the go. It's
0: beautiful though.
1: It's beautiful. It is. Um, but it's also like, that's a lot of things that I have to get done on top of like other things that I need to start. Yeah. Um. So, absolutely and like I do love that moment when I finish a painting and I'm like it's done like mm. it's beautiful it's great um but yeah I definitely have to get better at starting something and then like finishing it straight to the end maybe and then start something new
0: <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe but you know yeah. it's it's the way you do it and it's it's your profession and sure. you know it's just maybe this maybe this really helps you to do it this way
2: it's part of my process yes yes <laughs>
0: yes and you know every artist that i know wants to have paintings on the go yeah and and create and put it out there and you know things fly off the shelf that's good
1: that's good yeah for sure Mm. and i think too um one of the biggest things for me is like some days i'll be in different moods and i want to work on different kinds of things Mm -hmm. um so like I have a few paintings right now that only need like finishing details. Mm-hmm. And then I have some paintings that are in the very early stages still. Yes. Um, and so on the days that I don't feel like doing tiny details, I'll like use the ones that are on their early stages. So it's like a very expressive kind of thing instead of very like tedious kind of thing. Yes. So yeah.
0: Do You have like days where now today's Monday, mm-hmm. you know, it's Tuesday uh, details day and Wednesday is uh Prime day or do you have days like that or it's just a feeling that comes over you?
1: Um, So I I am definitely trying to plan my life out a little bit more um, day to day. I am very much, especially now that I am basically a full-time artist. Mm. It's very hard to um, figure out and like put yourself on a schedule if you're just like, Oh, well I can go in at noon and work till eight and that's my eight hours Um, but yeah, I've, I've definitely been trying to plan out my days more and more. So like tomorrow I, um, I have planned on my calendar that I'm going to do like my blog posting and then I'm going to work on commissions Mm. and then I'll work on, if I get those things done, then I can work on some things that I actually really want to work on. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's definitely learning that time management and being like, okay, so you have eight things on the go, but you need to actually finish
0: certain things first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I do the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) You know? I feel like, you know what really helps me? It's like, I feel like sometimes I feel pressure too. I feel it. And you know, when you feel pressure, sometimes you get stressed out. Mm -hmm. And I I get stressed out. And then, (laughs) before I start, like when I have time, like kids are in bed, it's, it's, I'm done with everything I need to do. Maybe I write things down and I just like, not even in order just like this is what i want to do this is what i need to get done and then i put yeah. numbers next to it like number one ah. number two and maybe mm-hmm. number three three and a half four
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of the same importance but i want to do some more <laughs> yeah, 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 it's almost the same but no yeah <laughs> yeah that's awesome that's a good idea though i never actually thought of that i'm always like what do i need to get done first and then i don't write anything down so Mm,
0: yeah but that means you have it all in your brain that's good too true (laughs) maybe yeah Mm. okay Yeah.
1: yeah
0: when when is your time where you are most creative during the day or during the night
1: Definitely nighttime I so my studio is located on Victoria Avenue mm. um, It's in like a uh, the old Caledonia building mm. or it's the Caledonia building it's like the old fresh air building um, ah. yeah so I'm upstairs here and it's a lot of law offices and stuff like that. And I have a weird thing that I don't like being here when other people are here. Mm-hmm. Just because if I can like hear other people around the building, it just kind of like
0: mm-hmm. keeps
1: my creativity a little bit. Yep. So my favorite time of the day to come in is around like three or four when everyone's getting ready to pack up and leave.
0: Yeah, all the lawyers are gone.
1: Everyone's gone. I can do my own thing. <laughs>
0: yes. That's good. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So I'm definitely a night owl for sure. Like all throughout, uh, Art school, I would get to the school at like nine o'clock at night and work till four o'clock in the morning.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you have to do the work there, right? Exactly. Yeah. Because otherwise they say, well, you didn't paint us. Exactly. (laughs) it's the professor there at like 4 a.m. in the morning?
1: No, I'm just there by myself, but like we all have keys to get in and out of the building. Mm. Um and you have to sign them out so if they see that you're there, you know.
0: It makes sense you would do something. Like
1: logging hours kind of thing, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. Cool.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you have a routine that sets you go time, create time? Or can uh, you or can you just enter it you can just like drop the keys i'm here right now it's outside. <laughs> i don't care or do you have like you have steps where you break it down and then you fall into it
1: um yeah i do kind of have a routine i never actually kind of thought about it but i usually get here i'll put some music on mm. light the candles mm. um like really just like get into check my phone and answer any messages that need to be answered mm. And then I'll put my phone down for, like, how, like an hour or so and just, like, start painting.
2: Because
1: mm. um, I find if I don't answer those messages, then it'll be, like, halfway through me painting. And I'm like, crap, I have to go answer that message. And then it just kind of, like, messes with the flow. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's not a huge process or a huge routine. But it's just, like, those few little things that, like, helps me get into it. Mm. Um, but I always definitely need to be listening to music or something. Otherwise, I'm just, like, very much stuck in my own head. so
0: <laughs> Yeah. Music. Mm-hmm. What kind of music?
1: Um, I really like folk music, like oh, very yeah. calming, um, just like chill. Mm.
0: There's
1: a there's a playlist on Spotify called Oat Milk Lattes in the Mountain.
0: I'm gonna write this. Uh, down. That's the one I like. <laughs> oatmeal oatmeal what?
1: Oat milk lattes. Oat.
0: Oh wow in the mountains. Yeah, I heard oat milk is a new thing. It's really good.
1: Yeah, it is great.
0: <laughs> is it better than almond milk?
1: Um, I think it has it holds a little bit more flavor, and if you like like lattes and stuff, it froths a little bit better. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: I eat oats in the morning. So do I. Mm, it's like yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is that's good hockey food, right?
1: It is yes, uh, very it's much so. So Yeah, although gets your day going.
0: Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I always say to my f- my friends or my sons or Lisa, it's like this is what the horses eat.
2: Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah.
0: and then they run all day.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so it must be good.
1: Yes, mm. my my grandpa he used to make us porridge because they're Irish and they yeah. call it porridge. Yes. Um, every single morning when we, cause we would go to our camp every summer and just stay there all summer. And that's what we get for breakfast every single morning. So mm. it's very much ingrained into me. Okay. Does, <laughs>
0: does that hold you full, parch? Yeah, yeah it right?
1: does. Yeah. And then they had like some really awesome brown sugar that you could only get in Ireland. And it was Ooh. so good. <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah.
0: Wow. So good. <laughs> Miss it?
1: Pardon? Miss it? Yes. Yeah. I- <laughs>
0: Mm. Absolutely. (laughs) That's like, those are the memories in life. You can, like, you cherish so much, but they're just like, ah.
1: Yeah. Oh, Uh, yeah. Camp was, like, the best thing of our uh, childhood, so.
0: (laughs) My grandparents on my mom's side, every Mm -hmm. Christmas, they would make a certain kind of um, baking. Okay. So it's a cookie and it's called Spritzgebäck. I'm from Germany. And, okay. and uh, it would be like this, about this long. And it had little teeth because they would actually put it through the meat grinder, the dough. Okay. And it would come out in uh, like that. And then when they bake it, it's just like to perfection, of course. And then okay. every Christmas <laughs> we would get this big bucket full of cookies. <laughs> And you have to eat them. That's I awesome. have to eat them, of course. And you you dip it into milk. That's oh my goodness! This is complete. Then,
2: yep, yep, that's and awesome.
0: Last week I attempted. I have the recipe. Oh, okay. And I attempted it, and I didn't. I did not master it.
1: It did not turn out the same. But
0: but <laughs> you have that memory in your head of that mm-hmm. taste in your mouth of that Absolutely. cookie, and. I could taste it for a second. You know, there was there was bits of the baking that was very, very close.
1: Okay. Yeah. I know. There's never topping like Nana's baking. They just put so much love into it, and mm. uh, it'll never be the same. It's perfection. Perfection. <laughs> it's perfection. Yeah. Yes. yeah.
0: <laughs> they made that for thirty years, or whenever, however long. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna try again.
1: Okay, yeah you should
0: mm. it's, it's very rich okay. on butter too Oof.
1: oh <laughs> it sounds so good <laughs>
0: it's like half the bar of butter goes in <laughs> a lot of butter yes yeah that's awesome it's good
2: yeah,
0: yeah. butter is better right butter is good butter you yeah oh, yeah. yeah good you got <laughs> mm. what do you yeah. put sorry no, go ahead okay <laughs> what do you sometimes over zoom is hard to like find yeah. directions here do you <laughs> on the oats do you put anything in the morning or just like um, flavored oat milk
1: I do I actually use coconut milk for the oats mm. um but I usually put like a, uh, some frozen raspberries on them Ooh. and then like a little bit of cinnamon mm. and some pea seeds hmm and that's what I do for my breakfast most mornings. That's nice. Sometimes you switch it up to like a smoothie bowl, but other
0: than that, it's mostly oatmeal. Mm. Oh, okay. So <laughs> you warm it up, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. See, yeah. I, I'm super weird. I just pour in, I pour in cold milk.
2: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I buy the little large flakes. Okay. And so then I, like a little <laughs> yeah, super chewy. And then I put some uh, Nesquik in there. This is like this chocolate oh. powder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, uh, it's it's good.
1: It sounds really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what are ne- those those chocolate puffs? The Nesquik puffs that you used to get as a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't
0: know if they sell them
1: yeah. anymore, but yeah, uh,
0: something similar to that. But it's just the powder.
1: Yeah. Okay. Mm,
0: it's like cocoa Crazy. powder, Nesquik. Ooh, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> sounds amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's good. Yeah. Sometimes it's good to switch it up a little bit.
1: Yeah, for sure. Mm. <laughs>
0: Okay. Wow. Now you, you finished, you presented your piece, you, mm-hmm. you got judged, you're getting used to judging throughout your career with the university, you finished, you done. What happened?
1: Um, so I graduated, obviously, Um, I went into teacher's college. So the year after I graduated art school, um, I was lucky enough to make it in the one year program of teacher's college. Mm.
2: um,
1: Because I don't think I would have been able to make it through two years, honestly. Um, (laughs) Mm. It's just a very long program with a lot of just monotonous things that you have to do. Um, So I did teacher's college, um, which was okay. Yeah. And then I graduated Um, started kind of applying for some teaching jobs, but I, it wasn't really something that I wanted to do, but it would have been like a really nice paycheck kind of thing. Mm. Um, because when I was in my placements, I was just watching the kids do art the whole time. And I was like, I just want to be doing this. Yes. So that's when I was like, it kind of clicked in my brain. I was like, I think I need to be doing art. Like, I think that's what I, is my calling a little bit.
0: Yeah. It's the time, Um, right?
1: Exactly. So... But I I struggled with the whole idea of like the starving artist and not being able to make money and all that kind of stuff. So when I graduated, I was already serving um, at a restaurant. Um, So I kind of just went full time with that. And then I switched restaurants and I was very full time there. I was working like five or six days a week. Mm. Um, And my plan was to move to Australia.
0: Mm. Down under.
1: Down under, yes. It's been a dream of mine for years. I do not like the cold. Yeah, um,
0: I, I hear you.
1: Yep, yeah, winter is just I'm not built for it.
0: Mm. <laughs> it's its long, it's long.
1: It's long, it's dark. It's just, you know, I don't mm. like it. It's yeah. fine. We're making it through this one. Um <laughs> But yeah, so I moved there. My plan was to move at the end of January of 2020, um, mm. which I did. Oh, I Wow. Went Yep, I moved to New or didn't move to New Zealand, but I flew into New Zealand, did about a month there traveling.
0: Nice. Did you see those mountains where they filmed the uh, the the famous movie that I can't think of? Right now? Yes. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, I I hiked up um, Mount Doom.
0: Wow. Yeah,
1: it was really cool.
0: How how was that?
1: It was a twenty hour hike. Or no, sorry, a, an eight hour hike. It was mm. long, but yeah. it was amazing, gorgeous, like there was probably six or seven different kinds of terrain that you went through mm. and it was the whole thing was just amazing. So highly recommend. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I went to New Zealand, did a lot of hiking and stuff like that. And then I made it to Australia on March 2nd.
0: Wow. That's the last and year. And
1: right? flew home two weeks later. <laughs> mm,
0: you just got out. Yeah. Wow. So. Wow. Yeah. How
1: Definitely it... a big change of plans, but it we're all worked out.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You wonder, hey? Eh?
1: Yep. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah.
0: Did you just accept it, or was it a big thing?
1: Um, when I was there, I was really upset about it. I was like, "I'm not going home." I was like, "Screw this!" Like, I will just tough it out, like see what happens, kind of thing. I had two jobs, which was nice. Wow, you
0: had it all lined um, up.
1: Yeah, so I was working, but then it was two restaurants. Um, So like immediately they started shutting down and my parents were like, you should probably think about coming home. And I was like, no, I'm not coming home. I'm not doing it. Yeah. And then like a week later, I was like, I should probably come home. (laughs) So I came home and uh, I was like, you know what? Like it is what it is. Like I'd rather be at home with my family during a pandemic than being across the world with nobody that I know and just... We're safe here. So
0: yeah, I I heard stories that even just like if you weren't from a certain country and you were still in that country, they would just make you leave anyways.
1: Yeah, you literally. Know,
0: yeah, they just kick you out.
1: Yeah, it was really crazy because the flight that I took home. I booked it and it was like a $1,500 flight. Wow. And then it flew straight into Vancouver though, which was awesome. Didn't have to go through the States, which was like super ideal. Mm. Um, that same flight a week later was $10,000 to get home. Wow, I would have been stranded. So yeah, that would have been, <laughs> Wow. Yeah.
0: So you were, yeah. how, f- I don't remember. And if you don't want to talk about that, that's fine. But like, I remember like it was mid March here when things shut down. Yep. And you know, I I've obviously I'm from Germany. I immigrated. I'm Canadian now, but I mean, yep. like I had some people that I talked to in Germany and they were a little bit like they were 3 4 weeks in like before us.
1: Right. Like, so Australia was about the same. Uh, so the day that I was le- or the day before I was leaving, um Or sorry, two days before I was leaving, the city was just like, I was in Brisbane. Mm. The city was just thriving, like so many people, um, people everywhere. The day before I was leaving, I went to the beach just to kind of like walk around, like go see something. It was 30 degrees in the middle of their summer. Like hardly anybody was out because then everything was starting to shut down. Wow. And then got on a flight the next day and came home. And then the whole country shut down. So oh. I literally made it. Just You the just next
0: made time. it before yeah. everything. Yeah. Wow, good for you. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Yeah. yeah.
0: Do, you, do you think about that sometimes? Like,
1: um, I do and I don't. Like, I think I was thinking about it. I think last week because a year ago, like I think it would have been yesterday actually. A year ago yesterday, mm-hmm. I would have been leaving um and I was just like thinking to myself like I would still be there Mm. if COVID didn't happen probably like who knows what else would have happened um but generally it's kind of out of my head I'm just like I a lot of really positive things did come out of me having to come home yes um so I do generally think of it as a blessing in disguise because a lot of these things definitely would not have happened if I didn't come home Mm -hmm. so yeah good for you
0: Thank you. <laughs> Do you feel like sometimes things are out of our control obviously, but also things happen that we don't understand and then maybe there's a reason for it later that we comprehend? Is that so? Sub- yeah.
1: Yeah. I think everything happens for a reason for sure. Mm. Okay. And, like there's that like whole life path that, you know, the universe kind of has for us. <laughs>
0: so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I I think that's for me personally, I think that too. Cool. You know, I think that even though we may not comprehend it or ever understand it but something along the line something is happening
1: for sure and that's like one of the things that i'm kind of like learning and like um unpacking i guess like to heal uh this year cuz 2020 was definitely a big healing year for myself as well mm. um just like unpacking a lot of traumas and doing a lot of like shadow work and stuff like that um and just like starting this whole healing process for myself. And as much as we want to think that things are like a negative thing and think like, Oh, like, why is this happening to me? Like, what did I do? And it's just like, you can take it and look at it as a negative experience, or you can take it as like a lesson. That's just like, you're going to grow from this. Like it's, it's something that's going to, there just because it's a bad feeling doesn't mean that it's a bad experience. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. You can utilize it to, to become greater, yeah, in a way where you know you can maybe even help people, Yes. Yeah. through it where if it's you go fun. through it.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mm.
0: it
1: just helps you grow. I think a lot as a person.
0: Yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you, you made it home. Made it home. Just in time. You were back, and here you are.
1: Here I am. Yeah. <laughs> yep yeah 2020 was a very interesting year
0: (laughs) yes yes i think for everybody
1: yes absolutely Mm.
0: absolutely out of the world crazy never had any experience like it no no this
1: is new for everyone (laughs) Mm. did you feel
0: did you feel good over the um like when once things open up again over the summer were you able to do things that you wanted to do.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm a very outdoorsy person. Um, so as soon as it started getting warm enough out, I was like out swimming at like hiking as much as I possibly could. Mm. Um, as well as I I was working at bite down at the waterfront. So yeah, it was really fun. (laughs) And obviously going to patios myself and stuff like that. So I did have a really, really fun summer. Mm. Um, But Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You made the best out of it.
1: Exactly. And honestly, like for the most part, it didn't feel as bad as it possibly could have. You know, I still got to see a lot of my friends uh, as much as you could socially distancing and stuff like that. Uh, I got to spend a ton of time outside because I wasn't working as much as I would have been. Mm. Um, and I was also creating a lot of art too. So that was a really awesome, awesome thing that I was able to do more of. And then that's kind of when I started to decide that I was going to take it full time. So,
0: Ooh. Wow. yeah, how did that come to you?
1: Um, well, because I, like, I wasn't working like a ton. Um, and I was like, well, what am I going to do? for money, you know, like how am I going to get through this kind of thing? And obviously I was painting a lot and um, people were starting to show a lot more interest in my work and I was starting to get a lot of interest from just like random people who would find my stuff on the internet and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what? Like I feel like this is the thing that I'm supposed to be doing. Mm. So why not try, you know? And I think that's fear is like, it's like dropping everything and going completely on your own is like it's terrifying like absolutely terrifying
0: yeah you jump in with both feet
1: exactly but you just got to do it and since then it's been great i've been selling lots i get lots of commissions and yeah Mm. i absolutely love it i get to do something that i love every single day
0: so yeah that's that's very amazing yeah Mm. so do Mm -hmm. you obviously you ship your canvases then
1: yeah, yeah. Or most of, like most of the time, it's a lot of local stuff. Um, so it's just like local deliveries for me. Um, but anything that I do ship, um, I wrap everything myself because um, it's very expensive to get uh, actual wrapping from the um, delivery people. Mm. I learned that the hard way. <laughs> yes. Delivering a small painting was like a hundred dollars. I was like, we won't be doing that again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Wow. Yeah.
0: That bubble wrap, hey? Eh? Oh,
1: exactly. It's great. It's your best friend as
0: mm. an artist. <laughs> yes, I believe yeah. that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Did, did you have any, like, the realization from the moment you, you you know, you went through that college with the teaching, and I think for me, it sounds like that, that's something maybe down the road, that, like, you, you can pass on your knowledge, your perspective, your experience but right now you're in the moment of in your time where you are in the zone to create your own
1: yeah absolutely and that's the thing is i i did take the teaching as like it was kind of a backup plan um but i do also like you know providing people with knowledge and connecting with people on like that kind of um basis um but i do actually own a gallery in town it's nameless collective i don't know if You've heard
0: of it? Yes. I wanted to bring it up later, but that's okay. Oh, of course. That's
1: yes. Right. Yes. So I've been- heard about it. Yes. I've, <laughs>
0: I've, I've, I've seen it. Yeah.
1: So that's me also. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's awesome. Um, that's awesome. Thank you. Who can, yes. who, who can say that? Who can say, yeah, by, by the way, I also have like Nameless Collective, right?
1: Yes. It's pretty cool. It's a lot of work, I must say, but it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. Um, but I do teach classes here when obviously the world is open. And I was yeah. looking into doing some online stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely like teaching people and it is a really fun thing for me to do. Mm. Um, I just didn't want to do it full time. So. Yeah,
0: I respect that. Mm-hmm. And for me, I feel like this is a good choice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a good choice. <laughs> Because you can always utilize it first. You know, you can still do it with your business and everything you do. And then eventually maybe one day you say, okay, this is it for me and I do something else.
1: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And there's no time in that. And mm. I honestly think that I'm the kind of person who will probably have like four different jobs in my entire or like 10 different jobs because mm. I'm really bad at making up my mind and I also just have so many different interests that I'm just like, this year we're going to do personal training. Mm. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> or something, I don't know. Bring
0: it on,
1: yeah.
0: How do you like do you set yourself goals, like long term, short term? Is that something you do actively?
1: Um, for the most part, yeah. I, um, this year especially is like a, a big year for me to start setting more goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, um, I break my months down into specific goals and then like have my yearly and then like five yearly and then like so on and so forth. Do you go um, further than five? Sometimes ten. Like just like those are like way in the future though. Wow. Like you know I, I want to have a house with a studio bigger than my house. So it's hmm. a good goal. But that is way down the line. Yeah. So you could just yeah. gonna
0: get this huge garage.
1: That's the plan. Yeah. He did <laughs> wood stove, right?
0: Yep. Anything yep. Mm, yeah, that's a good plan.
1: Painting studio on the top floor, sculpture studio on the bottom floor.
0: Mm. Did you draw it yet? No, not yet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are maybe you-
1: five years when it's like a five year thing, maybe. Mm, like
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> Can you see it in your mind, though?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> yeah. good.
0: I love that. Yeah. I love that. I think that's very important to, s- to see yourself where you want to be and where you want where you are going to succeed for yeah. yourself. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of reading on like manifesting and all that kind of stuff too. Mm. Um, Just because it's like law of attraction and like what you put out into the world, you get back. Mm. And um, you know, if you can picture yourself or like set that goal for yourself, you're going to work towards it. And mm. like, you're going to be kind of like given that back because you're putting it out there.
0: Yeah. Mindset is huge. Mm -hmm. Do do you meditate then?
1: I do. I should do it more, but I do it almost every day. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay. So I can like, I've, I should do it twice a day, but I do it usually at night. Okay. You know, I'm in the bed. Mm -hmm. We all tired. And I have like, I'd have like 10 minutes. I lay still and I'm just like, I'm. Doing a little bit of a different breathing Okay And then usually I have like words I say Where Because words occupy my mind But yesterday I had this feeling For the first time Where Instead of words I wanted to feel emotions Okay To replace that, And I've I've never thought about that This way Mm -hmm. And it's It's mind-blowing for me (laughs) (laughs) literally (laughs) yeah because yeah you can use words but i think emotions or pictures or feelings are are stronger
1: yeah that's huge because then you can kind of like learn how to control those emotions and feelings and stuff like that that's Mm. awesome
0: Hmm how i don't want to know what you do like what you think about but do you have like a routine where you sit a certain way or like what is what do you do
1: yeah so i meditate in the mornings um i made it a goal for myself to have a morning routine in 2021 um just because A lot of the time i'll wake up and like immediately grab my phone and then like my brain starts racing because i'm like i have all these things that i need to do today Mm. and i don't give myself time to wake up and like actually like have my morning and like be able to plan my day and like calmly look at things yes um so i wake up i do my morning pages which is um a really awesome practice that an intuitive artist kayla miller gave to me she's an artist in town and she is amazing Um, should be put on our own
0: podcast right
1: yeah you should honestly she's fantastic
0: Okay,
1: okay. really great to talk to you.
0: <laughs> you gotta give me that name after then
1: I will for sure yeah. Um, but yeah morning pages is just like you wake up and I write for 10 minutes straight and it's just like an unconscious uh, stream of writing ah. so you just like literally do a brain dump like get out all of like your anxieties like some ideas that you might have mm. and then you just like let it go Wow. And it's gone for the day. And it is one of the, like, it's life-changing. I've done it for a month now. Mm. And it's, like, my anxiety is down. The Like, just the way that I feel throughout the day is a lot more positive.
2: Mm.
1: And I find that I'm able to get more ideas out because I'm just, like, waking up and I'm just, like, dumping all of the other crap out. So it's, I highly recommend it. Like, you don't even have to do 10 minutes. You can just do it for five. <laughs>
0: Okay, so you would write down emotions, how you feel?
1: Just literally even, like, it's just anything that comes to your brain. So um, even if you can't think of something to write, you can just write that. Be like, I can't think of anything to write. I can't think of anything to write. And then as soon as, like, you kind of open that up, then things just kind of start flowing out. Mm,
0: that's mm-hmm. good.
1: Yeah. I like that. It's a really, really great way to start your day.
0: Okay. And so, so I do that. Yeah,
1: And then I meditate for, my, like, Usually around 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it's different kind of depending on where I am. So if I'm at my boyfriend's house, I will just like, like lay down and do it. Mm -hmm. And then if I'm at home, I'll uh, just I'll sit up and uh, like in the uh, on my floor,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and just do some breath work. Um, and I try to really focus just on my breathing when I'm doing it because otherwise my mind wanders like crazy Mm. and I can't focus or like, I have a very hard time meditating and it is one of the things that I also started doing, um, just last month. So I'm still kind of trying to hone in on that.
0: How do you feel when you get out of those, those 10 minutes? Uh, what, yeah whatever time it is you know i don't want to specify on like oh yeah. this, i just how do you feel when you come back out of that meditation you open up your eyes
1: just so calm it's mm. just like okay my day is now started and i feel a lot more positive about what's going on in the day and because i'm i used to wake up and be very negative about things i would just like wake up and be like oh well i have all this stuff to do today or i just start getting really anxious but now with the meditation it's just like a lot more of a positive experience moving on with my day Mm -hmm. which is really
0: yeah yeah is it like like after playing hockey and you know you had a good game and you are like a little bit exhausted and you like you walk home or to the car or whatever you get picked up that kind of feeling maybe
1: yeah, it's kind of like a like you're a little bit like in a cloud almost, right? You're just uh, like, "Hey, okay, like I got to go get coffee now." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Mhm. And then at nighttime you have your own kind of meditation where you create.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that state of flow is like none other. Mhm. Yeah. I definitely have had times where I'll be painting for like three hours and I'll look at my phone and I'm like, oh my God.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's crazy. But then I look at my painting and I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. So. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You go somewhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure.
1: And that's like meditation in itself. Right. So.
0: Would you say your paintings are alive?
1: I I like to think so. Yes. Yeah.
0: You for know- sure. You know, when I see, when I picture your art, it feels like it's, it's, sometimes it feels like it's a window. It's, it's, a, okay. it's like a gate or it's, a, it's, mm-hmm. it's a perspective into something that's out there.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Cool. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah,
0: it's very... I get a lot
1: of, oh, go ahead.
0: Uh, no, oh, I'm good. <laughs>
1: I was just going to say, I get a lot of people telling me it feels like they're like floating over water Uh, or like, um, like you said, like about to like enter into some sort of like other realm. Yeah. And I've had a lot of people tell me they get like a wash of calmness come over them when they look Mm. at my work.
0: Paintings reflect the painter's emotions. Would you agree with that?
1: yes absolutely for sure I've definitely had times where I will go through like a really you know bad state of like anxiety or it'll be like a week just where I'm not feeling great and then after that week so when I'm going through those things like I can't paint I have a really hard time um finding you know the motivation or the creativity and um the week after when I'm like starting to feel a little bit better, I have all this like tense emotion and when it gets out onto the canvas, it's like, Holy crap. Like yeah. that was what I was feeling. Well, a hundred percent.
0: When you, I'm winging this back to the painting being alive. Mm-hmm. When you paint, does it move for you? Like, is it like the, does the painting become fluent? I don't know if I can express what I'm trying to tell you or ask. Like
1: somewhat of like a like a language kind of.
0: Mm, no, it's more like a, a landscape, a water maybe. Like it's moving.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, but sort
1: of. Yeah.
0: Like the painting is alive while you. It's alive no matter what. Mm-hmm. But. Have you ever seen, and this might sound weird, but have you ever seen the painting when it was done and you looked at it and you felt like it's moving?
1: Kind of, yeah, because I I do use a lot of like layering in my um, painting. So I'll start with like a base layer and then I'll do like a second layer um, to kind of um, bring that first layer a little bit more together and polish. Mm. And then I'll do... Um, like the molding paste kind of thing, and then I'll do another layer, and then I'll do another layer. So there's like four or five layers to each of my paintings, and they're all really thin layers. So you get to see each of those layers. Yes. And it does kind of move, like it. You kind of go in and out of those layers as you're looking at the painting, and like every time you look at them, you get different, like a different view of it, and it definitely can look like it's moving sometimes. Hmm. Hmm.
0: I agree. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, I feel like bringing this up And you know mm-hmm. Just let me explain this to you Okay. Or elaborate or tell you a story okay. we, um, we have two kids mm-hmm. The one is six year old And the other one is a year and a bit mm-hmm. And you know We had uh, we, we, we had Two miscarriages in between and that's okay. All right. It's, it's, it's just, it is what it is. And we went mm-hmm. through it. It's part of life. It's more common than you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, one thing I channeled once was I did a painting and it is uh, 24 by 48. And um, it's an abstract sky with purple, very flowy, mm-hmm. and then really deep purple valley shaped and a little bit like a mountains, but very loose, big stro- strokes. Mm -hmm. And then I, this is, and I called it the valley. I forgot, but it's a valley of something. I think deception. I don't know. I have to look it up. Maybe I'd let you know afterwards. And I sealed it with uh, clear code like a couple Mm of times. Mm -hmm. And I've never noticed till we're here in this house. And it might be just a fluke, but I created this because I was, I was letting it, things go. I channeled it, right? And then I sealed it. And then here in this house where we are now, it's upstairs in the living room. And where we sit, from a certain perspective when the sun hits it, mm-hmm. the, the cover code looks like there's little handprints on it. Oh. Yeah. And I've, I've never, like, and then maybe it's just, like, the way it dried, right? Yep. But it's just, like, I've never seen it before. And a couple months or ago, I was like, yeah. That's that's interesting because like it's yeah. it's just like almost like it's created itself the way I was thinking about it.
1: Hundred percent. Yeah, that is mm. really crazy.
0: Yeah, I felt like that's telling. Powerful. That story. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm. Wow.
0: It's like, I also would
1: like to see some of your beer one day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I sent you a picture after.
1: Absolutely.
0: Mm. <laughs> Probably like tomorrow.
1: Okay, that's
0: fine. Tonight <laughs> so we just have to post this later.
1: Okay, sounds good. Mm.
0: Yeah, I cannot paint any realism.
1: It's a hard, very hard skill.
0: Mm. Can't do.
1: Yeah, can't do. No, mm. it's, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> the only okay.
0: re- the only realism, a little bit, is like trees, very okay, like pine trees. I can not do that. Okay. Because you buy, well, you buy that brush that is like all around and then you just yeah. like one set and then the other set.
1: <laughs> the perfect trees. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Well, let's talk about your other place.
1: My, my name is Collective. Yes. All right. I've, so, go ahead.
0: Nah. <laughs> I've talked to Lucas.
2: Yep. Oh, yes.
0: Lucas is super pumped. He saw the story that I shared that you were going to be on the show.
1: Oh, good!
0: Yeah, and he's he said that there's something happening.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just messaged me today. Actually, mm. I
0: let yeah I, I let you elaborate this.
1: Okay, sounds good. So, um, do you want me to talk about like what Nameless is first?
0: Yes, I think that's a great idea.
1: Okay, so. Nameless Collective is a collective, basically, um, that supports and represents emerging artists in Thunder Bay. So because I am an emerging artist myself, um, I wanted to create a place um, where people like myself can have to show their art, um, kind of come together. It's a little bit hard with COVID, but and also be represented virtually virtually. Mm. um, because of COVID and it kind of all started as this idea to do like this big collaborative show. I wanted to do it when everything opened up again, but then slowly realized that that wasn't happening for months and months and months. Um, so I, I had a, I had a partner before, um, for this and, uh, things just didn't work out, unfortunately. Um, but so now it's my own space, but we, we got this space together, um, which is where my studio is, as well as the name of the collective gallery. It's beautiful. It's great. Cause I get to mix the two things together and work on everything simultaneously and not like have to sacrifice one for the other, which is really, really nice. Yes. Yes. Yes, Um, so yeah, basically I've just been trying to come up with events and um, ways to promote these emerging artists in the city, and it's any kind of art from painting to sculpture to photography to Mm. music and everything.
0: Yeah, was that you? You had that, uh, the books on with the pottery?
1: Yes, yes. Yes! The Bounds of Clay, yes. Yeah
0: yeah crystal cool. yeah crystal mm-hmm. did the the covers right
1: yes yes
0: and then stephanie
1: stephanie paxton did the um book binding and all the pages and stuff yeah that was a really cool exhibition
0: <sighs> yeah i talked to both of them on the other podcast with us by the giant with logan when i was still doing that okay. one
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah
0: and you know uh, so i was like i might i they're
1: amazing they were lovely to work with, like still both so supportive too of everything that I do. So just yeah. absolutely love those ladies.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How does that work then? So you are in an emergent let's say there's an emergent emerging artist. Yep. In some <laughs> So okay. do you do you do something proactive or do you um, do you want people to hit you up? Well, how does yeah. that work?
1: So um, how it kind of all started is I basically just used a lot of the contacts that I had from art school and I worked at the Thunder Bay Art Gallery for a very brief period of time during my um, teaching year. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, have had a few contacts in the art world in Thunder Bay and I just kind of started reaching out to all of these people, asking them if this is something they want to be a part of, if it's something that they would support, mm. um, if it's something that they thought that the city needed uh, and stuff like that. So I started out with 10 artists, um, which we did profiles on. Uh, we started doing some artist features and that's all on the nameless website. And then we slowly either had people reach out to us to be a part of it, or we would just reach out to more people. hmm and that's basically how it still works is if people, you know, get a hold of our contact info and they want to be a part of it and they want an artist profile or to be a part of like a show that we have coming up or they want a feature, um, then I'll just sit down with them and kind of discuss, you know, how things go, how they want to be presented, all that kind of stuff. So with Lucas, he's doing his, um, series on the restaurants Mm -hmm. um so we're gonna do like a big feature on the nameless website and i think we're gonna drop every single um like the different restaurants each week Mm -hmm. for two months Mm -hmm. um yeah so it's gonna be quite a big project um but yeah i just try to do different things with different artists to try to represent them to the best of my ability
0: that's beautiful Thank you. That's like your way of like giving back and creating, right? Yeah. That's big. Yeah.
1: yeah. Cause I like, we have such a big art like community and so supportive, like one of the best cities, I think to support artists and creators and all that kind of stuff. And I just I wanted to give those people a little bit more of a voice especially the ones who just like up and coming Mm. and I really like helping people and I just really like you know I love art so Mm. (laughs) I'm just like why not
0: yeah Mm
1: -hmm.
0: okay so it can be anything 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 in a way where like different mediums and stuff yeah Mm. and then you 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 would sit down say hey what's your idea what you do and then you see how you can make it work.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if they're maybe not necessarily working on something right now, um, I have the artist profiles on the website. So I'll just do like um, like a little bio, pictures of their work, or like uh, examples of their work. So say if they're like a videographer or like a musician or something like that, like there'll be examples of their work and then like a little photo of them. Mm. Um, just kind of like have them... And give them a place to be represented and like well known.
0: Yeah. How's, yeah. how's the reception on that?
1: Fairly good. I definitely need to do like a lot more, like a little bit more marketing with it. Mm. Um, but right now, I'm a little bit more focused on my art. Yeah. Um, so it definitely is hard to balance the two of them because um, I find sometimes I'm being pulled more in one direction. Um, but right now I'm just working on, uh, I have submissions for, uh, like a virtual show that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now I can kind of focus more on my art because it's just people submitting their work to me. And then, um, that submission date closes on, uh, this the Friday. The fifth, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then I'll like the next two weeks after that, I'll probably dedicate more to working on that show mm-hmm. to get it for the public
0: yeah wow i admire that very much thank you. <laughs> you know it's just like i usually don't have a problem talking about age i'm 36 but I, however yeah. old you are like your yeah. mindset that you have already now you now you create this for other people
1: thank you mm. <laughs> that's good thank you
0: and you're in the position too right
1: It's a lot of work for sure. But I definitely I I get to wake up and do something that I love doing every single day. And I Mm. think that is like the most important thing for myself. Like I am definitely the kind of person who would have a really hard time sitting at like a nine to five desk job and having to like commit my entire life to that.
2: Mm.
1: Whereas like, I think this is a lot of millennials and like Gen Z's where they're like, I want to work as not as little as possible, but like, I want to do something that's actually going to like a make me money, but be also like, you know, feed my soul. So
0: it's changing. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, I find like you rather make a little bit less money and have more time to do something you like.
1: Exactly. If you're like not fortunate enough. enough. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you, um, also like, this is very inspirational for you too, right? Because you, you see what's out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's really cool too. Like I've had a lot of people tell me um so the one of the shows that I had up here was a friend of mine uh Rebecca Tadeo and she's also an abstract artist and she like when I reached out to her and asked her if she wanted to be a part of this Um, she had like, she wasn't really painting or anything like that. And she had told me when she was putting up her show here that I inspired her to do this whole series. Mm. And I was just like, Oh my goodness. Like that just felt so good. Right. So yeah.
0: yeah. Yes. That's big deeds. Yes, exactly. It is. is. Yeah. (laughs) What would you tell someone Hmm? who's just like starting right now? Just and go
2: for it. Just go for it. Eh? That's <laughs> yeah.
0: Allow me yeah. to say this: this is easier said than done.
1: Absolutely. Um, so I, I think a lot of the things with um, are people who want to start creating and, um, you know, want to put themselves out there that way. I think it goes back to what I was saying at the very beginning: is. Um, kids are taught that if their art isn't good, then it's not worth it. Or like, you know, it's ingrained in our society that like art isn't that important. But I think that just starting and allowing your work to be bad, because like, there are days that I'll create something and I'm like, this looks like crap. Right. And I think um, this is another thing that Kayla Miller talks about that intuitive artist that I was um, telling you about, she she did a couple workshops here about like letting go of perfectionism and uh, like intuitive art making just for the, like the fact of art making.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I think just like allowing yourself that space to be bad and to just start creating is when you'll start opening up those Kind of next steps where you can, you know, create, 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 make some bad art and then learn from those mistakes and then start creating something that is um, actually something that you might like and that someone else might like and want to buy from you.
0: hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's solid.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <sighs> so, because
1: in art school, they uh, teach you a lot that, like, all that. They they really break you down in art school. They tell you that just disregard all of your talent. Everything that you're going to be doing is just practice based and you're only going to get better if you practice.
0: Mm-hmm. So. is that true?
1: Yes, 100%. Okay. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> as much as it hurts to hear that, it's very true.
0: <laughs> Was that easy for you?
1: To hear that? Mm. No. Mm. Because I'd been told my whole life that I was, like, so great at art and, like, so good at these kinds of things. And then when you get to a place where you're basically just told, like, you're put in your place pretty much. Mm. And you're just, it's like, you have to work hard for us to pay attention to you.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that can be challenging. Absolutely. Mm. Is it easy for you to follow directives, so, or are you more like a free spirit?
1: Free spirit, 100%. <laughs>
0: yeah so even more of a challenge
1: oh yeah for sure <laughs> if I can like kind of break the rules a little bit I will
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah, that's good though that's how things yeah. can happen
1: yeah for sure mm. but then I'm also kind of scared to break the rules at the same time so it's like this balance <laughs> mm.
0: do people yeah. notice
1: um maybe sometimes I think it's definitely more of a mental thing for myself just like telling myself that it's okay to do that
0: yeah Ah, I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 This this will be for me to say, you know what? It's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect.
1: Exactly. Mm. Yeah. And that is a big thing to let go. Of, Cause I am by far like through and through a perfectionist. Mm. So learning to just like let things go and like allowing yourself to not be perfect mm. in art making and just in life in general. Um is like, it's a huge game changer.
0: It is. Mm. It is. Mm. Who, who, who do you look up to like in the art world? What's, what's, what, what, what are you checking all the time? Or or is it more like Uh, classic? What, what, what is it?
1: So I'm very much into like contemporary style art. Um, very much. I look at a lot of abstract painters. Um, the one that kind of resonates the most with me, um, is a girl named Emma Lundstrom. I believe she is a Swedish artist. Um, But she was kind of the person that I found, I think it was in my third year of art. I found her page and I just like absolutely fell in love with her style. I think she kind of was one of the people who grandfathered like the paint pouring. Mm. Um, And now she, she does that same kind of style, but she's like added a lot more dimension to it. And she's definitely just been one of the artists that I like constantly follow. And she also, she has her own gallery in Sweden and she's just like, she just kills it. Like she's amazing.
2: Mm.
1: Um, she just like takes abstract painting to another level, which is so cool. Mm. Um, so I definitely look up to her and then there's an artist in, I believe he's from New York. His name is Leonard drew. And he was the one that I like, I use as inspiration for my fourth year thesis.
2: Mm.
1: He uses a lot of um, like uh, recycled materials and garbage and stuff in his work. And it's very dark, like these huge massive sculptures that are just like basically garbage, but they're beautiful. And yeah, I I love his work and I always keep up up with his stuff. Mm.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you like engage with it? Like reply to stories or something like that?
1: Sometimes, but not. I do, so um, I, with a lot of, like, other abstract artists and stuff, I'll just, like, comment on their things. Um, Just, like, say, like, this is really awesome. Just, because if if I like them, I've noticed that if I do do that, it actually gets me a lot more engagement. Mm. Um, So, I'll do that, but, like, also, you know, if somebody saw my work and they liked it, like, I would want them to comment. So.
0: Yeah. 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 But if, like, Do you think it would define you if a certain person or personality would follow you and, like, say, hey, you're great? Is that, like, Um, something, would that be important to you? Or is it more like, "Mm, it's a mixed bag? Or it's like, no, it's not.
1: uh, No, I'd probably, like, freak
0: out. (laughs) (laughs)
1: If If one of them followed me, I'd be like, Holy shit!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Screenshot that right now. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I would definitely be like, I made it. That's it. Mm. I can die happy now.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> Aren't you surprised that it always keeps going? Yes. You know, always. you you now you have like you have nameless collective. You you're working full time on your art career, and you, you know things are happening. Everything is good you know, people find you like I did and, you know, they want to talk to you and see what's going on. Yeah. And then you think like, this is really good. But then before you know it, something else is going to happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was actually just thinking about that the other day, how it's crazy how like a year can change things or like even six months. Like I remember when nameless was starting like just like the littlest things would happen like i'm pretty sure it was the day that i filled out my business license
2: Mm. and
1: i was just so excited about it and i was like this is so cool this is so crazy it's a big step um, that i'm doing this right and um now it's just like like things will still happen and i like i was super excited that you reached out to me Mm. um because it's always been a dream of mine to be like either on a podcast or like a talk show or something like that yeah um, <laughs> it's so fun. It is, um, but yeah, it's just like there's little things now that will happen that would have happened a year ago, and I would have like freaked out about. Um, but now it's like just like moving on to like bigger things that I freak out about. Mm. So it's 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 that. But you just gotta kind of learn to still really celebrate those small things because if you don't, then you're just always gonna be constantly almost disappointed and like if something doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. So you mean that like staying humble
1: yeah absolutely
0: (laughs) yes yeah Mm -hmm. that's a good that's a good feeling right
1: it is a good feeling and i had somebody ask me the other day actually about um like i think they asked me if i if i'll still get excited if i make it big like will i still be excited about you know, selling work and stuff like that. I'm like, I still do a little happy dance every time I get a commission order. Like, absolutely. Like, Mm. someone buys a small painting from me. Like, I'm just like so thankful and so happy that people are like even like my stuff, you know? Mm. And that's just, I think that just speaks to, you know, grounding yourself and just being like, this can be taken away at any point in time. So just gotta stay happy with it.
0: Yeah. yeah, I do the same thing. I dance every single time I book somebody. It's like, yeah,
1: Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a good feeling. Somebody
1: like me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes you don't know what the show is about. You don't know, like, who wants to talk to me? You, know, you have to be careful nowadays.
1: Uh, absolutely. <laughs> you,
0: you never know.
1: It's true. It's mm. very
0: true. Yeah, so that's, I think... That is really important. Where you, I wanted to say something, but what you said earlier. But I talked about dancing, and I lost it.
1: <laughs> dancing is important, still.
0: Mm. The connection of staying humble, and then there was something else. <sighs> Just the feeling and the thankfulness.
1: Oh, that it could be taken away at any point.
0: Yes, yes. And I thought <laughs> I thought about this today okay because like right now i enjoy what i'm doing and i want to continue to do this and i see myself doing it just like Mm -hmm. you are but i thought about this today that you know i also should think about that every time i do it this is very special
1: yeah yeah absolutely
0: because you don't know no no exactly yeah
1: you have no idea what's gonna happen i know it's it's crazy. Like, and the commissions that I keep getting are like just keep getting bigger and bigger. And like, I was thinking about that. Like, if I would have gotten one of the, these commissions like four or five months ago, I would have been like, this is insane. Mm-hmm. But now, because things have been going so well, and I just like com- getting commissions constantly is like a normal thing. Yes. It's almost like you become to get a little bit numb to it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just like waking yourself back up and being like, hey, like, This is awesome. (laughs) It
0: is. Yeah. There's so many artists that dream of what you do.
1: Exactly. Yeah. There's so
0: many people that live their lives in a certain way and somehow they just never get there. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's crazy. And I think
1: it's also really important to be able to take a step back and just like appreciate how far you've come Hmm. to like, um, I just completely lost my train of thought, but
0: <laughs> hey, I
1: think I'm used to that.
0: I do that all the time.
1: <laughs> just gone, so <laughs> never mind. <laughs> That's
0: good. Okay, so you, so what can people do till February, February the fifth? There's a deadline coming, right? You want to talk?
1: Um, about? So yeah, it's basically um, how it's working is it's a submission. Um, there's three different options: a twenty-five dollar option, you can submit one piece. Into uh, the show, there's a fifty dollars option. You can submit up to three pieces, and then you get a chance at um, an interview mm. to be written about um, by a good friend of mine. His name is Nick, and he's a fantastic writer. Mm. So he, yeah, so he's doing interviews um, with some people right now and writing some articles that will go along with the show.
2: Mm.
1: And then there's a seventy five dollar option um, that is five pieces. The inner the chance of the interview, and then your name is also put into a draw to be featured on the website. Ooh, yeah.
0: So I could, I could put a piece of my art. Apply for that.
1: Absolutely. Oh. Ooh. Absolutely. <laughs> oh.
0: Okay. That's that's yeah. that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. You you know, yeah. as an artist, you always look for that spot where you can put your art.
1: Oh my gosh, absolutely.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I had mine once at Starbucks.
1: Nice.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's awesome. I mean, any exposure is good exposure, right? So, yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I, you know, I didn't sell one during mm-hmm. the exhibition time. Like it, wasn't okay. like, it was like a month, a huge block. That's when back yeah. when they still did it there. Yeah. And uh, then about a month or two after, somebody called me about the painting I had there. And and, and they actually bought it.
2: That's awesome.
0: (laughs) It's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And And you know, that one was really close to the heart too, but it went.
1: Yeah. Did you, you, and you did sell it? Yeah, I did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like when somebody else wants something that you created, it's the better option to let it go.
1: Agreed.
2: Mm. Great.
0: yeah yeah Be- because i feel that's the right thing to do it's not about collecting and having so many things it's also about letting go and sharing
1: exactly sharing letting other people connect with it and resonate with it because who knows like maybe it helped them heal from something or maybe it like let them think of an old memory that they had with like a family member or something like that so
0: yes yeah you wouldn't even know unless they would tell you
1: exactly yeah
0: do you do do, like do people share when they say okay i got your painting and it's here and here's photo and check this out or is it more is it more private or is like how does that go
1: um, so sometimes people will just like let me know, like send me a photo of it when it's up. Um, just recently, I had a lady um, is one of the commissions that I'm working on. Mm. Um, she, the reason why she found me is I donated a piece to. Um, it's called Rescue Rocks, so it's a yes. Uh,
0: yes, yeah, yeah. I know There's about them. That.
1: We did the podcast with them. Yeah, yes, with yes. <laughs> They are lovely. They've actually done a few classes here for uh, the painting drops. the Rocks. Mm. Yes, they are so lovely. Um, but, I, yeah, I donated a piece to them, and this lady wanted the piece, but she ended up losing the bid.
0: Uh, okay.
1: So she reached out to me, and um, – it was really sweet because she was like, after we figured out the commission and she told me what she wanted and the size and all that kind of stuff, she sent me this big, long paragraph of like a story of kind of like why she connected with it and why she wanted it and like why it resonated with mm. her. And I was like, that is so beautiful. Like you never know how your art is going to affect somebody. And I think it's so cool to hear those stories um, of how people like connect on it on all different levels.
0: Yes. Yes, there's so yeah. much to it. Yeah, I really always enjoyed not saying anything about what I created. Yeah, when they said, "Hey, can tell me, tell me what this is? What is this?" and I said, "No, mm-hmm. no, no, you tell me what you see." Yeah. Yeah, because I don't want them to imprint what I see in it.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. I know. That's I love it. Good. And that's why I love abstract art too is cuz it can mean so many different things to every single person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, I'm I'm pretty good. How are okay. you doing?
1: <laughs> I'm good. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's like we're coming up to the 2 hours. We can I think we okay. covered a lot of stuff. I think we We
1: did. We did. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I love it. I learned a lot. Amazing.
1: And, I did too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see what's coming up and be part maybe of it. I don't know. Of
1: course. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That would be
0: awesome. You have to see it first.
1: Oh yeah. I would love to see your work. I really would. (laughs) (laughs) You talked about it and I'm like, I really want to see this now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (sighs) Yeah. I send it to you tomorrow.
1: Okay. Sounds good.
0: Mm -hmm. So people now that listen to this i put all the links in the episode and they will find you right yeah yeah so you are all over social media it's all good
1: all the social medias yes
0: yeah okay good well Uh, then i will let you go okay i really appreciate your time today marielle
1: Yeah. thank you so much for having me this is awesome
0: and you know this is like the perfect setting you have there I love the background is so good. It's like, yes. Background of my own face. Yes. Yeah. But like in a different way.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, Have a wonderful night. Thank you so much for being on the show and I wish you all the very, very best.
1: Thank you. You too.
0: Okay. Bye-bye.